welcome to the Women in My World. It is brought to you by Pure Flips and it is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I'm so excited that you are listening today. One of the women in my world who has been in my world for many years, who influences me on a regular basis, Claire Urita Lee is with us today and she is going to be sharing all things about work, family life, um, what it means to walk with Christ daily uh, as a writer in Hollywood, um, being a mama, all those great things. So I can't wait to dig in today and have this conversation with my dear friend, Claire. But before I do that, I want to introduce her and tell you a little bit about her. She started her writing career um, at the ABC, Disney, and Fox Writing Fellowship. Uh, She'll have to share with you guys a little bit about what that means because there's some really cool things about how writers are launched into the world of writing in Hollywood. Uh, She's worked on a number of television shows and pilots, including ABC's Thieves, Fox's Skins, and NBC's Medium. Uh, She also wrote a pilot called My Life uh, Disorientated and funded, it was funded by ITVS Grants, which premiered on PBS Independence Lens, and she won a New Writers Award for her comedy pilot entitled South Coast Shuffle. Um, I have had the great opportunity to work with Claire on uh, our short film that we wrote together, Birdie Song, also Lassie's for the Salvation Army and the Church That Never Sleeps for the Dream Center. But one of my favorite of all time things that it will go down in history is working with Claire uh, on my book, Beautifully Flawed, Finding Your Radiance in the Imperfections of Your Life. And she also helped me create, write, produce, and film the pilot, Beautifully Flawed, along with 20 episodes of the TV series, The Dream Center, that her and I worked on uh, for Daystar. There's so many other things, though, that her and I have worked on together. She is also working for HBO Max and writing for Hallmark. So you guys are not going to want to miss this conversation. Uh, Anyway, welcome, Claire. I'm so happy that you're with me. Thank you so much, Sherry. It's so great to um, see your face and be able to chat with you. And yes, I'm so excited. I love it. So you all get to just hear us, but Claire and I get to see each other and drink coffee together um, all the way to Georgia. She's in in California. (laughs) And so it's so great to be seeing one another. I am so excited that you're uh, on the podcast today. And part of this conversation with me because I think there's so many things for us to talk about. But the first thing I want to dive into is I would love to ask you, how do you define success? (laughs) Okay. Success. Let's see. I think, um, I think this is an interesting question because I would say that in my twenties, I would have had a way different definition. It would have been based on career and family and houses and cars and things like that. And, um, but I think as I've gotten older and I've had a lot of more experiences, I would say that, that success to me is despite any disappointments, despite any, like not getting what I thought meant success to me, but pushing through and like persevering and discovering also that 
really, it's not about what I do, but what God wants me to do and being able to walk in that, to me, that's successful. Because I think I used to think that selling this script or getting on this show or doing all those things was success. But when I look back at my life and I look at the things and the places that God's taken me, to me, success is more about submitting to whatever and whenever God wants me, you know, to whenever he wants something to happen or whatever he wants me to do. And even if it means not doing what I think I want to do, I think to me that's success because then I find like contentment and joy and, and it doesn't matter what I do. It, I, I, I feel like I feel successful. So. No, absolutely. And I think so often nowadays, I mean, the world defines success in so many different ways. You know, um, how many titles do you have behind your name? How many things are you doing on a regular basis? And I think it's just great to be able to say, you know, I define it by who I'm serving, you know, the Lord, uh, Jesus, how I'm doing that, how I'm glorifying Mm -hmm. him with each and every talent that I have. You know, I'm doing it on a daily basis. And finding the success, you know, not only in these big things, but also in the small things. And I really do think that's where we thrive so often, just being present. Um, And maybe that's what it is, right? It's just about being present Mm -hmm. as we're going through our days and finding um, the joy. I love that you said joy, because I think that's so important and being happy in whatever it is that we're doing. So I love that. That's fantastic. Um, Well, and, and. I would I would ask you because you're you're a mom of three kiddos, but before we dive into that, you do so many things in Hollywood. You're a wife, you're a mother, uh, you're a writer, you're constantly working. Um, but I would love to have you share a little bit with the listeners. You know, do you remember the moment uh, when you knew that the Lord was calling you into the world of writing, um, this world of entertainment that you're in today? And if so, can you share a little bit about that time um, with the listeners? Well, I kind of laugh. I just, like the world of writing, let's see, you know, I just wanted to be in entertainment, you know, because I grew up in, in Southern California. So all I wanted to do was, I didn't even care what job I was going to take. I always thought, oh, I just want to be in entertainment. I didn't even, I would make up things like, oh, I'm going to be a cinematographer. I didn't even know what that meant. Now I know what a cinematographer is, but back then I was like, I'm going to be a cinematographer, you know, when I was a little kid. And I, I, mean, I did used to write when I was a little kid, but I never really knew what I was going to do. And, you know, um, I always thought I was going to be a lawyer or, you know, something like that, or my father's an orthodontist, so maybe a dentist or something. And then um, when I got to college, I just... You know, I just did, I, I ended up being a sociology major because I loved people and I loved like learning about people and coming up with ideas of like why people do certain things. And all of that kind of, when I look at those pieces, it looks like writing to me. I mean, these are the things that you do when you, you analyze people and characters and, and their motivations behind things. And then, um, when I graduated from college at UC San Diego, I, I um, decided to forego going to any grad school. And I was like, I'm just going to get a job and I'm going to get one in Hollywood. And back then we didn't have, um, you didn't look for jobs online or anything because we barely had the internet. And so, you know, I printed up my resume. I went to any company that said they were a movie production studio. And um, 
and just passed out my resume, like my paper resume. And out of the hundred that I passed out, I think I got one call and (laughs) I was going to work for this one company. But in the meantime, I ended up getting a temp job working for Warner Brothers. And I thought it was the coolest thing because I got to work on the lot. And I remember thinking, this is amazing. That's where, you know, friends, they had, they were filming friends at Warner Brothers then. They were filming ER. So you could see George Clooney and you could see like Jennifer Aniston in the hallway. And I would just stare at people and people would be like, hi, you know, because they're normal people. And um, I remember thinking, this is just great. Like, this is like the greatest job that ever, like anyone could ever want. And, um, but I still hadn't gotten into the writing aspect. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I was working in business affairs. And one day this girl walked by that um, we had been friends and she walked by my office and I was working for an executive there. And she goes, Hey, do you want to write? And I was like, uh, sure. Uh, sure. Cause I had nothing to do. I mean, I was 20, I think I was 20 and uh, maybe 21, maybe by then I was 21, 21. And we just worked at the office and went home, you know? So she, she, in so she and I just started writing and we were really bad, like not very good writers. Cause we wrote some stuff and we were in the office while the development effects. And so I would like, I would, um, we would write and then we would give them our scripts and they were like, Hey girls, maybe you should take lessons <laughs> like classes on how to write. But, you know, that was just how, and that's how I got started. I mean, it was just like, I actually took a, then I took one class at, um, at like at UCLA Extension, but, you know, that's how it got started. It was just like, it just happened like that. And, um, and, and then, and, and that's really how my writing career began <laughs> just in the most random way. But um, I would say that when God, when I really figured out that God wanted me to do it and that it was like more, when my career really changed um, was probably when I turned 25. And that was, um, you know, I'd been writing for a while. I'd been writing with her now for then for a few years. And then she actually got pregnant and had to move home to like Maryland. And so then I was there by myself and I remember thinking, what am I going to do? I mean, she was our driving force because she was much more outspoken and, you know, I was the young one and, and, um, uh, you know, God just opened doors for me. Like one executive was like, you know, if you really want to write, I really think you should work for one of our writers, our showrunners. And I was like, okay, can you get me a job? And, and I got one and he helped me, he helped me at least apply and I got the job. And I think, you know, when God stepped in, God was always there. He was always, but I don't know that I recognized it. You know, God was opening doors, showing me favor, but, um, and showing me lots of favor. I mean, who gets a job like that at 20, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and then, I just kept working and working on shows for this showrunner. And I really thought I was going to be like one of the youngest like writers and, you know, and like one of the youngest showrunners. And at that time there were no female showrunners really. Um, 
except maybe like Amy Sherman Palladino or something. There was like literally only everyone was men. They were all men. And there was like one female showrunner, I remember at the time. And, you know, I just didn't, uh, you know, I just thought, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to pave this way. And then when I hit 25, um, my discipler said to me, um, you know, God, God spoke to me and said that you are going to use your writing, your writing for his glory. And I was like, Oh God, please no, please <laughs> no. I'm supposed to be the first, like the second female showrunner and youngest ever, yeah. you know? So I just remember thinking, uh, uh, God, thank you, but no, thank you. <laughs> That's nice of you. Thank you. But you know, I, I pass. <laughs> so, but then, you know, that was the first time I think I ever really heard heard God <laughs> literally speak into that. I mean, now I recognize all of those pieces, but that's the first time I really felt like I heard God say something and, and I said, no. And, um, wow. and I continued on with my career, you know, getting those writing fellowships. I got two writing fellowships. I worked on, I started working for Disney. Um, I worked for another showrunner. Uh, we were on a couple more shows and, and so I was finishing up my Disney fellowship, which was like the greatest thing. Cause that was the first time I ever got paid to write. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that's when I felt like I was really kind of disobedient to what God was saying. Right. God had said, Claire, you're going to use your writing for my glory. And I was like, Oh no, I'm not. There's no avenues for that. Um, and then, so at the end, so at the end of my, um, at the end of my fellowship, I, I would, my husband and I got pregnant with our first child and we had only been married like a year and a half. And I remember thinking, maybe we had only been married a year. And I remember thinking, oh, I've ruined my career. I've done all this stuff to get to this place and I ruined my career. And I remember looking like my husband came home that day and I look at him and I'm like, I'm pregnant. And he has this big smile on his face and I'm like, and I start bawling and he's like, Oh, <laughs> I feel like I stole his joy in it. You know? Cause I was like, oh, I'm pregnant and I ruined my career and now I'm never going to do, be able to do this or that or what, you know? So it, but it was really, when I look at it, it was really God's grace and God's favor because I might've never stopped, you know, I might've just kept going and trying to do what I thought I wanted to do, what I thought was going to be my successful career. And I had to stop because once I had Alexa, I couldn't, I didn't want to leave her. I tried to do interviews for TV shows and be on staff. And I I was so tired and I didn't, I kept thinking, what am I going to do with my baby? Who's going to take care of my baby, you know? And so, right. It's such a, um, and it's tough. I think as a mom, as a woman, we, you know, you, you get stuck in this place because where are you going to, what are you going to do? Where are you going to, where you, you're going to be pulled. You either have to, you're either going to, I don't know that we can do all of them at a hundred percent. You know, you're either going to, either one's going to suffer a little bit or the other one's going to suffer a little bit. And I, and I chose 
and I can't even believe I did it actually when I think about it, but I did choose to stay Mm -hmm. home and, and it was tough. I thought, oh, you know, I was a little bitter. I was bitter for a lot of years. The coolest thing with that is though, is that you here, here it was that the Lord started something in your life at a young age and he took you into an industry that he gave you a really good foundation in it, right? So he, he started to set you up for success. He started to yeah. put you into relationship with people and also to give you this, um, just this foundation of writing. And so then when it came to that time, but what I love in the story that you're sharing with us is that, you know, here you're, your mentor at that time, your disciple tells you that you're going to be writing for God for, you know, and you're like, ah, uh, I'm not really sure about that. <laughs> no. I mean, it's kind of like, no. And it's interesting because <laughs> as people are listening, what I want them to understand is that, you know, I don't know if you have a year on that, like what the date was, but, you know, faith-based or, or, or faith and family or faith friendly, films and television really probably at that time hadn't even really hit the airways. I mean, you were still, that was something that was really still making its way into this new genre, you know, cause I remember back in my day, you know, probably I didn't really know of anything hitting the market until probably 2008, 2007, somewhere in there when the Kendrick brothers kind of came onto the scene. And I know there were a few movies prior to that, yeah. but you know, Obviously, Mel Gibson is Mel Gibson and, and his whole, you know, passion for Christ and those types of movies. But, but really, <laughs> yes. like, you know, when you think about it, so that was such a new, you know, idea to be able to do something like that, especially when there's no avenue for it, right? You're like, what does that mean? Where, what am I going to be doing? How is that going to work, God? Right. Because it was about, um, so when my disciple told me that, I think it was 2003, so I believe she told me in 2003 that 2002 or 2003, maybe it was 2002, right around then. And of course, yeah, you're right. Nothing was really out. There weren't really Christian films out, faith films. And and by the time I was doing my writing fellowship and I got pregnant, it was around, it was 2006, 2000, and just the beginning of 2007, around then. And so, you know, it was pretty early and it it, it like, yeah, you weren't looking at doing faith. It would have been, <laughs> you would have really been stepping out in faith. Yeah, literally, Which, because you, uh, you know. wasn't an avenue that was available. And I love, though, that he sharpens, um, you know, first mm-hmm. you have the discipler tell you this, and then several years go by, and then you get your first fellowship to actually go into writing. It's that, it's that great setup, right? God is getting ready to do something yeah. so magnificent in our lives. And so often... You know, when somebody says something to us in a prophetic word or when we hear the Lord speak to us so often, we think it's like, okay, it's got to happen now. And so often it takes years before it happens. And I love that, that, you know, it's something for me as I've gone on through my age, my family, my career, is that especially even specifically to my career, things that the Lord spoke to me early on, I mean, it's been 10, 15 you know, 18 some years that God has been developing, weaving this story together. Uh, and, and, you know, you see uh, a lot of the things that he said coming to pass, but 
I can't imagine, and I know there's a lot of listeners right now that are still waiting for that dream to come to pass. They're still believing in a promise that God, um, you know, shared with them. And, and, and so I guess that I hope that everyone listening right now is encouraged. It, it's something that the Lord does give to you. He speaks through others. He speaks to you through his word. And we have to have faith and perseverance to continue to walk it out and then really to walk through the doors and able to basically to sharpen our tools, right? Claire, like he sharpened your tools and next, yes, I mean, he gives you this, he gives you this first little baby girl and you really do have a choice at that point, right? Like, am I going to stay home and am am I going to mother or am Mm -hmm. I going to continue to go to work? And and I love that you chose to stay home and raise your kids. I, when I talk with women or mentor women, so often they're in this really hard place because they don't know if they give up their career or something they've worked for to stay at home and take care of their kiddos, if they're ever going to be able to get that back. And I always remind them that our time or our season with our children is one of the shortest seasons in our lives that we have. And so mm, word started something in you. If he gave you a dream or he's always going to bring things to pass. Um, and so I say, take advantage of that time with your kiddos. And so I think it's awesome that you did that. Um, and now you have three kiddos, right? Right. Yes. I have three <laughs> of them. I know I can't. Yeah. So once I, so once I stopped, I was like, I better have more children. <laughs> No, <laughs> to, to, to really make it worth my time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I always wanted four kids, but I, but I ended up having three because I was too tired by the end of the third one <laughs> to, to have one more. But no, it was great. I have three. And, you know, I think God, God really grew me through being a mother, you know, and, and having to let go. I also think there was part of it that God really needed me to let go. And cause I had been so, pr- I mean, in a way I had a lot of pride, right? I was pretty prideful. I, um, had gotten my first, you know, like I was working on Warner brothers. I got my first job when I was 20 years mm-hmm. old, you know what I mean? And I was able to buy a new car. I was able to do whatever, you know, I mean, not that they paid me that much, but I mean, my apartment was only 350 bucks or something a month, you know? So well, I just had, I was able to do all these things. And I think I had a lot of pride in that. I had a lot of pride in that I was in my early twenties and working on these shows. And, and I think God had to humble me. Like I really had to submit. And I think, um, when I became a mom and I had to watch, I mean, I literally watched all my friends move up. I saw them and you know, it's not just when you get to see people's success, it's like in your face mm-hmm. on the TV, you know, people's names up on the screen and them becoming producers and write, big writers and big producers on these big shows. And I I really had a lot of jealousy and envy of them. You know, I envied them. And I think finally one day, God, I felt like God pulled me aside and was like, oh, I, God pulled me aside and I was just like, look, God. I can't live like this. I'm just angry all the time. And I just look at these people and I'm so, I can't even be happy for my friends because I'm so jealous. So God, please, please take away my desire to write or, or if you want me to write, keep it there. But I just don't want it anymore. Like, I'm not sure I even want this anymore. I want, and I remember thinking this and saying this to God. I remember saying, I want 
whatever you want for me. And if that means no more writing, just take it, take the desire away because I don't want it anymore. And, and I felt like for the first time I really submitted my career and my life and whatever he wanted for me to him, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the moment when he goes, okay, now that you've submitted it all to me, now I can, now I can truly use you. Um, you know, which is such a, it's such a powerful. And that's even like mm-hmm. you see, I think, so often in the Bible, you know, our Bible heroes or when we hear people's testimony, it's like when people finally mm-hmm. submit, he's like, okay, now that you're walking in my will versus your desires, I'm good now. I can use you, you know, because now you fully come around to my will. You know, with with hearing that, though, yes. I mean, tell us a little bit about, you know, first of all, we've, we've talked a little bit about your journey but tell us a little bit about how you found yourself actually working then in the faith-based world and entertainment. And what are some of the struggles that you faced while actually working on, on this side of it? Because I know you work for Hallmark and you work for HBO Max and, and these are obviously not faith-based, um, you know, networks. So, so how did you, one, find yourself in the faith world? And number two, what are some of the struggles that you've actually found yourself in in the faith world? <laughs> okay. So, I, well, the, the funny part is, Sherry, that as soon as I submitted all submitted to God, my life and just this career, my non, it felt like non-existent career, I um, was like, okay, I'm free. I'm good. I can just be a mom now and I'm really enjoying it. And then that's when um, our friend Carrie was like, Claire, um, there's this woman I met. Her name's Sherry. And um, she's looking for someone to write her book. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not a book writer. Thank you. But no, thank you. And then I and then she asked me again. And I was like, Carrie, I've so Carrie and I had written, been writing together. We were in baby class, we met. And so then we were like, I was like, she's wearing a faith hat. We must, we're going to be soul sisters, you know? And then we found out we were both in entertainment. And so then we had been writing, right? And she's like, Claire, I really think that you should meet Sherry. And, you know, she's looking for a book writer. I'm like, Carrie. How many times? I mean, we were together. You know, I don't write books. And then, um, and then finally, that third time. I think it takes three times usually for me. Um, I'm a little slow learner. And um, then she goes, Claire, Sherry's at my house right now. You need to come over and meet her. And I was like, Okay, okay, I'll meet your friend Sherry. <laughs> and then that's when I met you, Sherry. And I came over and I. I just like fell in love with you. You were like the coolest person. And I remember thinking like, oh, she's really cool. I actually kind of like her. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. I still wasn't sold on like writing a book because I thought, you know what? I'm sorry. God made me a television writer. And that's what I what's That's what I am or was or whatever, you know. So I didn't think I could really write a book. And um, after you and I met at the Grove, because I remember that. And we chatted and you told me a little bit about your story. I remember thinking, huh, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do this. And I really felt like God said something to me then. He said, you're the one who puts yourself into these boxes. You're the one who thinks you're a Mm -hmm. television writer. 
I just made, I just gave you a gift and this is your gift and you can be whatever kind of writer you, I tell you to be actually. I felt like that was, cause you know, in Hollywood, you are very specific. You're writing you. So I was actually in at Disney and at Fox, I was actually a comp, maybe at Fox, I was a drama, but I was a comedy writing fellow for sure at Disney. And um, when you are a comedy writing fellow, they're not putting you out to do drama shows. They're putting you out for comedy and, you know, you're, it's very, very specific. And so you are, you get kind of like, you know, you're just pigeonholed and you're like put in this specific genre. And, um, so for God to say that to me, like, you know, you're whatever writer, whatever Mm -hmm. kind of writer I tell you to be, I was like, okay, God, let's do this. And then that's when you and I started writing your story. And that's really the first time I ever got involved, like really got involved with doing faith. I mean, I had been writing, I had started writing some scripts that had to do with faith, but you know, I would write, I'd put them on a shelf, right. And put them on a shelf, What you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of how it was going. But um, I think, I, mean, I think the second part to your question was how some of the challenges, right. right. Of working in faith. Um, I think there, there are a lot of challenges. I think in, um, one, it's it, it, when kind of when we started, Sherry, there were it was more um, male dominated. Not that there's anything wrong with that, and the men have been very supportive. But it, it felt like there were a lot more male driven stories. So um, at the time, it felt a little challenging to find mm-hmm. an avenue. Sort of, it's always been a little challenging to find an avenue or find someone who wants to someone who can champion you it's really hard to find champions at times you know I know we've we've all had champions in our lives and we need champions right um people who who support us and you know and vouch for us and and I think um in faith it in, in faith there have definitely been those but I feel like at times it's gosh it's a challenge there's different challenges there's also like how you know everyone has their ways of telling stories and um I think Sherry I would say that your uh, our way of telling stories is a little more edgy but we're not we are gritty but not gratuitous you know and um I so but it's it's also a certain we're not you can't please everybody as a writer right Ah. and so that's just I would say that we we do tell very real and gritty stories and we touch on the things that that, um, that are kind of edgy, but we try to always show hope right in it. And I think it's just, uh, I think, (laughs) let's be honest. I think the hardest part, um, the biggest challenge is finding the money to make a project and then finding the, um, the platform for it to to make its money back. I think those are like the biggest yeah. challenges. Well, and I agree with you. I think that's something that we have really encountered that's been really tough. And that's why I always tell people, you know, especially mm-hmm. and, and listeners, like when you have an opportunity to support a faith-based film, you know, and you know that it's coming from movie theaters or you know it's yeah. coming online or that you know that there's an author out there that's just published a new book or even like this podcast, you know, this is the time to share it, to support it, to, to really, um, 
encourage those people because it is a very difficult avenue. And so often, unfortunately, we don't have massive studios like Disney and Fox and Universal and so many behind these the movies. So it, there's there's still a small there's still a smaller um, pocket of people that you actually can go to to get the funding. And so you know it's just a really it is tougher. So hopefully right. those things are opening up for us as you know we start to continue to keep moving forward. But I always love thinking about it in this way that God's timing is perfect and just like with your discipler telling you, you know, you're going to do this. It's the same thing. Like there's going to be that moment and it's not going to be just the trickle down effect. It's going to be this like massive boom and it's going to strike. And that's what I'm believing for with us. I think, you know, what I would, you know, ask you in that is because it is seasonal or because it has taken time, how do you stay connected to the Lord in this time, knowing and believing and trusting his provision for what he has laid out before you? You know, it's so funny. I was reading, what did I, I just did this Bible study on Hannah or like this devotional Hannah. And I was like, oh, it's so interesting. You know, like it's, it's the story that, I mean, there are so many instances where God tells women or anybody, but women specifically, that um, he's going to do something, right? And they, a lot of times, like, it's not our Mm -hmm. timing, it's God's timing, right? And you, when God tells you something, Mm -hmm. he means it. He's not, he's not saying it Mm -hmm. um, flippantly, like maybe Mm -hmm. a person might do. You know, he's saying, he's saying it, and that is his word. And so I think, you know, having witnessed God's word to be true through the Bible, like mm-hmm. in stories, like, like I said, like Hannah, or even in um, my own life to see him be true to his promises. I believe that he wouldn't, he wouldn't have me do things mm-hmm. for no reason. And so I, so as, as disappointing as it can be to lose the deal or as disappointing as it can be to just get, I mean, rejection or like, oh, we're going to pass on that. I mean, let's be honest. We all get that so much more than we get the yeses. Mm-hmm. We get way more no's. I think it's just persevering. I mean, when God says run that race, <laughs> it's not like it's going to be, it's not, it's not like a sprint. It's that marathon. I mean, you know, it's, it's, and so I think in that way, it makes it easy not easy. It's not easy, but it makes it possible to keep going, you know, to, um, endure, endure and persevere and push, pushing through. It also helps to have awesome women like you, Sherry and Suzanne, and just so many other women that, um, cheer us on and push us and encourage us and to work with them and see, you know, and to go with them, like to have that kind of partnership. um, It helps too. But I I think I just believe God's promise. So I don't, I know that it's not, I mean, obviously it's not, it's not in my timing, (laughs) but so I guess for me, that's how I push through. (laughs) It's his his time. time is so much better. No, it's so good. Well, and I guess, as I would say, as we were wrapping up, you know, with that 
right there. That's a great place to put us into this last moment here before we have to say goodbye. Um, it is God's timing. And so how, what would you, or how would you encourage the woman that's listening today uh, that is still believing in the stream and the provision of God and trusting in his faithfulness through it? How would you encourage her to pursue uh, the stream and writing um, no matter what season of life that she's in? What are maybe one or two things that you would tell her to do to stay the course and persevere before we have to say goodbye? I would just say, keep going, keep writing. Um, I would say submit. That was something I think, submit to God. Because sometimes in that moment, it might look a little different than what you think it's supposed to look like. But God's still taking you in the right direction. You know what I mean? And keep writing. I would say keep writing. Because it's it's so much easier to stop and give up. But really, if you keep writing, I feel like, I feel like those people that I've seen that continue to persevere and keep doing what they've been called to do and using their gift, they, God always like comes through somehow. And it might, like I said, it might not look exactly the way you think it's going to look, but, but God doesn't do anything in vain. He doesn't, he doesn't waste these waste your gifts or your talents or, or the dreams that he's, Mm -hmm. that he has given you. No, that's so good. I would say, and I mean, I guess I always think about like how to keep going, you know, maybe joining a writing group or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I know a lot of, I know a lot of women are constantly like, well, how do I get, you know, into this? How can I write? How can I get my script seen? Or how can I get my ideas out there? And I always think writing groups, you know, really put yourself out there, especially if you're working in the faith world, find yourself at Christian World View Film Festivals or, you know, NRV that's coming up or find different areas that you can submit to uh, your your work. And then, and, and that's what it is, right? It's like stepping out of the boat and um, taking a risk. Yeah. But I know there's going to be a lot of women probably will want to try to figure yeah. out how to connect with you. Tell them how to connect with you. Uh, let's see. You, you mean like social media? <laughs> Where can ladies find you? Well, social media, you can find me on like Facebook, Claire Yurita Lee, or you can find me on Instagram, Claire Yurita Lee. <laughs> um, or, or if you email Sherry and you want my email, I'm, sh- I'm happy for her to give it to you because I, I really do love talking to people and sharing, you know, what I've learned. Um, so feel free to email me and, um, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm a good cheerleader. I like cheerleading people on and, and, and like you said, Sherry, I think it's important Mm -hmm. to be courageous and just send, let Mm -hmm. people read your stuff. It's hard. I mean, get it to a good place, but let people read it. Cause I've seen a lot of writers who ha- will write wonderful things and never show anybody cause they're too scared of yeah. rejection, but it's okay. You have to just do that. So definitely have other people read your stuff. It's important. Well, I'm going to have you come back on the day and we're just going to talk about all things writing and how you can maneuver from being of storytelling, okay. different types of storytelling and writing, especially with all the genres that you work in, because you work in everything from the Hallmark stuff to the HBO Max to um, uh, 
oh, oh my gosh, animate. I mean, there's all these different places that yeah. you work. So I'm going to have you back so we can talk about that specifically. So maybe we'll do like Claire Uriely part two. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. I love that. That sounds like a lot of fun. I love it. So we'll do that. So everybody that's listening, I want to say thank you to Claire Uriely for being here today and being one of the women in my world who continues to inspire influence and activate me on a daily basis. Uh, I want to just share with y'all, thank you to PureFlix. Um, they are incredible sponsors and the Edify podcast network. And also you can download the Edify app so that you can get on there and listen to people of faith and really hear about all that's going on in different, uh, different podcasters worlds and how you can be influenced and encouraged by them. Check us out at Spotify, Apple, um, and Google. And, uh, anyway, I hope you have an incredible day. Go out there, influence a woman in your world and get connected. Thanks for joining us.